Hello. Welcome to the latest episode of Everything Medical Wellness, produced by HealthPlex Associates, a national company that specializes in medical wellness. The company has partnered with healthcare systems, foundations, and universities for over 30 years, bringing quality wellness to their communities. Everything Medical Wellness is the podcast where we engage experts like you on the latest trends and happenings in the medical fitness industry. All right, everybody, thanks for joining, and uh, welcome to our latest edition of our HealthPlex Associates-sponsored podcast entitled Everything Medical Wellness. Uh, my name's Don Doyle, president of HealthPlex Associates, and my co-host today is Ryan Barr, who is the uh, vice president with HealthPlex Associates, so say hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and, uh, Boy, with uh, the holiday season, we're pushing this one out in mid-December, so to be um, respectful of everybody's time, we wanted to stay on track because we've been getting great attendance and great support from our listeners, but um, wanted to do an abbreviated version this month. Um, So we reached out to one of our own leaders, John Dalton, another vice president with HealthPlex Associates. Um, John, in addition to some of his duties corporately, that he is our... um, our expert trainer on customer service and member service has been in the um, industry for how many years, John? Uh, since 1992. So it's 1992 when Ryan was in diapers. That's uh, right. Pretty close. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, wow, almost 30 years. Wow. That's crazy. And, um, so John manages our, uh, John manages our facility down in Odessa, Texas, uh, Mission Fitness. So um, I had the uh, pleasure of going down to John's facility for the last couple of years for an event that they do. Um, it's a 5K and a 10K race, and it supports the foundation. And, boy, John has done a tremendous job with the planning and um the actual event, the day of the event, um, runs so smooth. I do a lot of uh, races, and that's one of my favorites because of the, you know, ease of the participation. They just do a wonderful job and have so many you know, things going on that day. That's really great event. So we thought for our listeners, um, you know, all of our hospitals that we sponsor uh, wellness centers with, as well as the foundations we do. Um, they're always anxious for us to get more involved with some community events. So, you know, Ryan and I and our marketing team were thinking about what we could do for our listeners. So we thought we would invite John and have him talk about the event that they do that get great participation and support from the community. So, John, why don't you, um, you know, tell us briefly what you do, how you started it, how you get the sponsorship and, you know, what you've been able to give back to the hospital foundation. Okay. Well, a little history. Um, when we opened back in 2010, there was, believe it or not, was a Boston qualifying marathon in Odessa, Texas. And I found out through our CEO of the healthcare system, he said, by the way, you're on the board. And I was like, great. And so long story short, uh, it was run by a church, believe it or not. And we did that for about the first four or five years. And then the person that was really spearheaded that event left and they approached us about taking it over. And I watched for four or five years, the 5K and 10K really grow. The half marathon, the marathon, 
didn't grow a lot, but um, it was becoming popular. And it's such a, it was becoming popular with a lot of the uh, professional runners and they were asking for, you know, could you pay for our airfare and, and hotel and waive all this? And we were like, we're just a small marathon. But anyway, um, you know, once you get past a 10K, your support staff for a run really increases. And that was the most difficult part of that race. And so I thought, you know, we'll be happy to take it over, but we're going to give up the half marathon and the marathon and just really, really focus on our community. Uh, one of the reasons the church had started it is there are 256 counties in Texas and Odessa, which is Hector County, ranked number one as far as uh, sedentary lifestyle and, and obesity. And, you know, we had a Couch to 5K program to, to help people work up to that. So anyway, we took that over and decided to take the proceeds and benefit the hospital foundation does so much for the staff at the hospital, people that need help with care, whatever it may be, and just turn it back into an event um, to really support the community. And uh, we host that every uh, October. We shift it to the spring for a couple of years, but really the fall here is our good running season. And we start our, we will start our planning for the 2024 race here in about a month. Um, and we just meet monthly. And now it's pretty simple. Uh, but when you start it, you know, the, the things to consider, uh, your course, you know, can, do you have a, a, do you have room to have a 5K and a 10K? And how much course support are you going to need? Uh, thankfully, ours runs through a residential area and I don't have a huge need. Um, but we send it out. We have a local college and we have some high schools that require volunteer hours for their students. And so we, you know, that's an easy way to get free support staff. Um, of course, we go through the city. Um, you have to get a permit through the city for the course. Um, police presence and hit some heavy intersections. But really, other than that, that's that's really the planning for the race. A race is a race, right? You have a start line and a finish line. And depending on the length of the race is depending on how long you want to be out there in the weather. And a couple of years ago, we also added a 2K walk to introduce that to, to more people as well. Um, sponsorship, you know, we're in a good area just because it's petroleum related. Um, and a lot of these companies are looking for ways to give back. So we start we start with companies that we have relationships with through the healthcare system. And we just reach out to them and, and we set up some different levels of sponsorship. Uh, you know, for instance, our, our Kyle sponsor uh, is a certain level and people can determine what they think the, their market will bear as far as what that fee is. But with that, you know, they get their logo on all the race shirts and all the uh, advertisement material that goes out into the community that we give them about 10 entries into the race so they can encourage their employees to run or they can they can give those out to other people. They can do with them what they want. Um, and then as the, the sponsorship levels go down, obviously what your exposure is through the race drops a little bit as well. But we look for sponsorship on everything from a title sponsor that might be $5,000 down to mile markers. You know, we thought, well, you have a 5K and it's 3.1 miles and being an American, I went, we can do mile markers. And I thought, what are you doing? 
I just lost two potential sponsorships because I went from <laughs> three miles, you know. So we changed it and, and, you know, we just put a little sign out on the course with that, their logo. Um, we give people the opportunity to sponsor aid stations, um, water stations, and they can decorate that. And it, it can go down to just uh, some in-kind things that go into the runner's package. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And we start that uh, process um, really right now at the start of the year when, when companies are, are starting to put their budgets together so we're not springing them on onto them at the last minute. Uh, in fact, in the last couple of years, we have gone ahead and looked at the calendar and said, okay, in 2024, it's going to take place on the first Saturday in October. Maybe we lock that down. And we put push cards um, out and just say, save the date so that they're, they know that, yes, we just ran the race, but we're already planning for next year. So it keeps them fresh in mind. Uh, and I think one of the most effective things is, and, and I think we lose that today somewhat in our society is we send a thank you note to every sponsor and we let them know what, number one, what the, the uh, money goes towards, what the, the foundation does with that money. And uh, then we kind of tee it up and say, we look forward to you sponsoring again the following year. And that's pretty effective because they know we're going to, we're not, it's not so much a cold call. You know, I can call Mr. Smith in a year from now and say, thanks so much for sponsoring last year. Would you like to do the same level? Um, we're talking about doing a 10% club this year where if you donated um, $1,000 next year, you just add 10% to that. And it becomes whatever that is, you know. And um, so really, we're looking at sponsorships year round. The thing we've, we've always guarded against since the day we opened was we promised our members because in our community, our, we have a lot of business leaders, and we don't directly solicit to them. And we promised that from day one. We're not going to sell our membership list. So I've carried that over. But what we do do on occasion is we'll just post a sign that says the 2024 Desert Dash is coming up October, whatever date it may be. And if you would like to sponsor this great event, here it is, and we just outline what it is. We get a lot of response from that. So um, you can ask without directly asking as well. Right. Yep. Definitely. So you talked about the foundation there. So what would you say um, your your hospital's biggest benefit is from something like this? It sounds like that it's a, a huge event for the community. How does the hospital respond to it and, and what kind of um, uh, outcomes and new things have the hospital been able to do with the funds that you raised from an event like this? Funny enough, two years ago, the, the, uh, our capital request for equipment for our facility was funded through, the, through their foundation. They said after 10 years, we're going to give you some back. Um, our foundation supports a lot of things, whether it's employee education. Um, we have a Ronald McDonald house at our hospital and they refurbished totally redid the there's actually an apartment in the hospital so families can stay <clears throat> excuse me can stay if their child is uh, you know having surgery they don't have to look for a hotel they can stay on site totally refurbished that um, they bought equipment for the year after we opened our hospital opened a center for women and infants and they did a lot of um, they've taken funds from that and bought equipment for the NICU um, 
because part of our foundation also is the Children's Miracle Network. And one thing I left out of the description, we kick off the, the day of the run with what we call, uh, and pardon me, but it's we're in West Texas, we call it the Little Lizard Lap. And we have a half mile <laughs> outdoor trail and we have one of our staff members lead the kids. And I thought, you know, kids can do a half mile. And after about a half of the half mile, they're all worn out crying. So it's about <laughs> a quarter mile now. Um, but we have a local uh, movie theater and kind of like a main event that sponsors that every year. So we give a lot back to Children's Miracle Network as well. And they use that for, you know, research or care or helping people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's just really wherever they see a need. I don't always know where it's going to go and where it ends up. Right. But I know it's, it's going to be used to benefit the healthcare system. Right. That's cool. John, from uh, from being there, I I know we've had some um, some people that benefited through some of that program in gospel. I can think of the you know, little girl who was a patient that um, you know was able to utilize her family was able to utilize some of the services from the foundation, and that's you know really impactful to see. And I um, something that sticks out. I remember having hospital administration and foundation presence at the race, uh, right. which I I know. Um, when you have people that you're asking for donations and you're you know, putting out race sponsorship and you have just the race participants to see, you know, the administration and foundation, you know, appreciate the efforts of you and your team there, I'm sure, um, you know, leads to success. Um, can you share, if you will, some of the amounts over the years that were donated? I, I asked that because, you know, we do this a lot and I seem to think that, you know, you're the leader of what you gather through sponsorship and be able to support the system. Our, our high water mark prior to the year prior to COVID was just uh, $30,000. Now, that was really an outlier, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, it actually, uh, probably on average is around uh, $10,000, I would guess. That was that was really a, a, an odd but Business was great in this area, and you know, we call people and they'd say, sure, they just throw money at it. But I think on a pretty consistent basis, you know, nine to twelve thousand dollars, somewhere in that range. But, you know, about you've been doing it for how many years? You know, I will say I think this last one was our 10th um, or, or this. I'm sorry. Twenty twenty four will be our 10th. Um, so we've done it for nine years now. Um, as we picked up with, as I mentioned earlier, when that church gave up. Right. So. That's some significant funding for the community over the years, definitely. So you've yeah. been doing it for a long time. So what would you say for somebody that's never done something like this before? Uh, what would you say would be a, a couple, just a couple of things to focus on in the very beginning, trying to build something like this that you've had so much success for if they were trying to mimic what you're doing? Well, uh, you know, typically in a, in a community, there's a lot of runs. So you might just go observe some. Um what we've done over time that's been effective in getting participation is well, I'll call every other race and say, can I put what we call a push card in your packet? And all it is is, you know, Desert Dash 2024, October 1st. And we just put it in the packet. And so that our runners tend to run a lot of races. You know, we're, we're, we're isolated where we're located in the state. But, you know, don't, don't start too big. And when I say too big, you know, 
I wouldn't start off with a marathon or a half marathon. A 5K is you start thinking about participation. The longer the race, the less participation you're going to have. So you might want to start off with a one or a 2K walk and a 5K. Um, And then at a 10K as that grows and people, you know, you start creating, if you don't have a running community, that running community in your town. And then, you know, all of a sudden a 5K that two or three years ago, a lot of runners thought was not possible. All of a sudden there was a lot of them doing 5Ks. Now for a couple of years, I need something more and bump up to a 10K. Once you get past 10Ks, you know, I talked about the half marathon after I know on our marathon, after mile eight, you start having an aid station every mile. And, and you know, and, and then I think the other consideration, too, is we always want to start. We want to host that race at our facility because we want people in the community to come and see our facility and potentially, you know, benefit us with some memberships down the line. Um, so the start and, you know, our start and finish point is here at our facility. So. Thinking about where your facility is located, what kind of a race could you can you manage from that that spot? Um, right. You know, and, and you know, we've done other some other events. I know Don was focusing on the run, but years ago, um, Zumba had what they well they still do it. They call it the Zumbathon, and the money goes to their national organization. And we sat down, and we're we're located in a region of Texas they call the Permian Basin. And there's a, there's a, a community there's an organization here called Pink the Basin that gives money for mammography and things of that nature. And we a local pastor's wife was going through treatment at the time for breast cancer, and we hosted the Zumbathon, and the proceeds were going to be given to Pink the Basin in her name. And they had a and, and they had a large you know, our studios accommodate probably up to maybe 20 people. They had a large youth center, so we just took it to their church. We were the hosting entity. So if you can't do a run, there's a lot of lot of other things you can do as well. But, you know, you want to look at what's your support staff, how many people. My, my staff knows that Saturday morning of the Desert Dash, all hands on deck. And uh, um, so you look at your staff, you look at your numbers, and what you need uh, as far as, you know, a 5K, one aid station, uh, the, the 5Kers that are runners won't stop. But the people that are new, they're looking for every opportunity for something to drink and a break. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, again, I think, you know, you need to think about what the areas around your facility, what it can handle and uh, your location and just start small and just build from there. Well, Dag, I want to... Um Thank you. John's theme, when we uh, presented this idea of having John come in and do our abbreviated plus podcast, they said, you're going to have John Douthat do something and think it's going to be abbreviated. So it's <laughs> obvious that John is really, really proud, as he should be, of these events and, and what he's done there for, you know, to support the hospital's mission for community wellness. Um, so we're, we're really proud of you know, what all of our teams do. And it's so nice to, to hear stories about, uh, you know, outside of, you know, helping the hospital's population health efforts and, and clinical integration through medical wellness, that we can also be a support system to reach out to the community and, you know, help create 
funds and donate funds back to the foundation. So, uh, so thank you, John. Really excited about um, our listeners having the opportunity to hear about that. So, you know, Health Bikes Associates, we specialize in helping hospitals, health systems, foundations, recreation centers, and even universities uh, meet the challenges of clinical and financial success. So this is a, a big part of it is our efforts to support community wellness. So thank you for listening today. Thanks, Ryan, for co-hosting. And uh, thank you, John Dalton, for you know, sharing the success you've had with your event planning. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to our latest episode of Everything Medical Wellness. Whether you're a fitness center manager, personal trainer, or healthcare executive, you're sure to gain actionable advice when you listen to this podcast. To learn more about medical fitness and future episodes, be sure to follow HealthPlex Associates on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you are interested in being featured on a future episode, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. 